I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact Parenting with Perspective, episode number 73. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your teen turn struggles into strengths. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about how to stop yelling at your team. I am super excited for this podcast. This is one that I have been thinking about releasing for a while, and this week was a week. So we're going to talk all about how to <clears throat> how to stop yelling at your team. Um, guys, I want to welcome you. I want to say hi. I looked at our podcast stats. We have really grown. We have been getting more and more podcast downloads just month to month to month. We're growing. And I want to thank you guys for sharing this. Uh, a handful of you guys, have, you're in my membership or in my program, and you've said, yeah, I've shared this with so many of my friends. I want to thank you for sharing. And those of you that are new, I want to tell you welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I look forward to working with you in the future. I look forward to getting to know you. And guys, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please continue sharing it with other people. Um, if you can like it, if you can give it a positive review in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, that goes a long way to help this podcast be found by other parents just like you. So if you like helping other people, if you like helping parents, pass this podcast along. It really helps. All right. So let's get into today's topic. We're talking about how to stop yelling at your team. Yelling is great for communicating with someone who is far away, but when you yell at someone who is close to you, it only triggers their flight, fight, or freeze response. And so as a football coach, sometimes I have to yell. Like there's a big field. I have to yell to get my voice across. But when my son or my daughter or anyone is near and I'm yelling to communicate to them and I'm just loud, all that does is trigger their flight, fight, or freeze response. So <clears throat> we're going to talk about how you can stop yelling at your teenager. And I'm going to give you five practical steps towards the end of this. But first off, let's start with a quote. Uh, I quit doing the quotes. Do you guys enjoy the quotes? Uh, I quit doing the quotes for a while. But like I said, this is a podcast I've been planning for a while and just haven't pulled the trigger on. So it has a quote in it. And the quote is by Robert Fulgham. And it says, don't worry that your child, that children never listen to you. Worry that they're always watching you. And I shared that because a lot of times when we yell, it's to be heard. It's so that they'll listen to us. And we forget that they're watching us and they're pattern patterning how they grow and how they become an adult based upon what they see from us. So <clears throat> let's talk about this first little concept. If you want to stop yelling at your team, 
you've got to stop yelling at yourself. Now, I know this might be a stretch. You probably don't actually yell at yourself out loud, but be honest. How do you speak to yourself on the inside? How often do you yell at yourself in your head? How often do you tell yourself that you're not good enough or that you should have done better? The truth is, if you want to stop yelling at your team, you have got to stop yelling at you. So many of us have learned to yell from our parents, and it's just a pattern that we've carried over. So I want to invite you, start treating yourself with kindness. Start treating yourself with compassion, with love. And if you can do that, I promise you, it will be easier to start treating your team with kindness. And a lot of the parents that I've worked with, uh, when they want to stop yelling at their team, they tell me that the yelling at themselves in their head, that's harder to stop than it is to stop yelling at your team. But they tell me, man, when I get angry, I just... I still go back into the yell mode, but when they can stop yelling at themselves and they have that internal compassion for themselves, that is when they completely stop yelling at their team because now their voice that they speak to their teenager, it's not reflecting that old voice that's yelling inside your head and it really changes everything. So first thing I want to invite you to do If you want to stop yelling at your teen, stop yelling at yourself. The next thing, let's explore why do we yell? This is an important thing to understand. If you're like most parents, you yell to be heard. Maybe you yell out of anger, overwhelm, maybe out of fear. If you're like most parents, sometimes you yell because you believe that's the only way my kids will listen. I want you to dig a little bit deeper. Why else do you yell? Why? What have you observed? Where did this come from? My guess is that this is something that you saw your parents do. Like I remember getting yelled at by my parents. Maybe it's a habitual response. Maybe when you get angry, when you get scared, it's just habit to yell and get loud. Maybe it really does seem like it's the only way your kids will listen. I've talked to plenty of parents that think, no, seriously, they won't listen if I'm not yelling. The truth is, the best way to start controlling the urge to yell is by understanding the deeper reasons behind why you yell, and to do that with compassion. It's so hard as parents. We look at the yelling and we think, oh my goodness, I'm the worst mom or I'm the worst dad. I want to invite you really get curious, take the scientific approach and just look at, why do I yell? Oh, because my parents yelled. Because when I was at school, when I was a kid, I had a teacher who used to yell at me and that's just what I learned. When you start to understand why you yell and when you can do that with compassion, that awareness around the why will now give into the power to be intentional. So. No matter how much you've yelled in the past, I want you to remember that you have always done your best and we can't change the past. We can't go back in time and undo anything. Let's just allow the past and accept it to be and trust that that will help us 
be the best version of ourselves. And there's a YouTube video that I always recommend that people watch. It's called The Butterfly Circus. And one of my favorite quotes from that, and, and sometimes I just I go off script, and this is one of those times, and so I don't have the quote right in front of me. But it's something to the effect of, the greater the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. Imagine that. If you have struggled with yelling your whole life, and you can figure this out, and I know you can, I promise, I can help you stop yelling. But if you've been a yeller your whole life, and your parents yelled, and it's just been a part of how you've raised kids, imagine the, how glorious the triumph is when you figure this out. And people will notice, and your team will be like, man, mom, what did you do to change? Remember that. The tougher the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. If you've yelled in the past, that's okay. That will just help put into perspective this triumph when you master your desire to yell. I want you to remember, you've always done your best. It's hard being a parent. And you're not expected to be perfect. So let's just move on forward and do our best from right now. Okay. So we've talked about how if you want to stop yelling at your teen, you've got to stop yelling at yourself. We've explored a little bit about why do we yell. Now let's talk briefly about what yelling actually does. Yelling triggers the flight, fight, or freeze response in people. This is why yelling is a really good idea when you're trying to protect a child from a dangerous situation. If you yell, stop, and a child is crossing a road and they're about to get hit by a car, when you yell, stop, they're likely going to stop because what you've done is you've triggered that freeze response. When you try and get your kids to hurry and get ready for bed. Like I'm like, I, I'm going to get you. I get a little bit louder. That triggers that flight. It gets them into motion. So realize yelling triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response. So it's really good if we want to trigger one of those. If we want someone to run away, if we want someone to fight, or if we want someone to freeze, like if I'm ever getting jumped in an alley and my kids are there, I'm going to yell and I'm going to trigger their fight or flight and really they're going to beat the people up jumping us or we're going to run away. However, when it comes to teaching something to your teenager, when it comes to punishing them or even disagreeing with them, yelling is not the best option. Like I said, yelling triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response. That's the only thing it's good for. So unless you want to fight your teenager, unless you want them to run away, or unless you want them to stare at you with that deer in the headlights, blank look in their face, yelling is not the best option because that's the only thing it does. It actually puts our teenagers in survival mode. When getting yelled at, rather than listening to what's being said, you start to focus on the speaker because you perceive them as a threat. You focus on them like, okay, if I punch them, it's going to be right in the middle of the eyes. You see them as a threat and you start focusing on them or you start looking for an escape so that you can get away 
Or the other thing is you start getting angry and you're in preparation to fight for your survival. Yelling puts our teenagers in survival mode. I want you to think back to the last time you got yelled at. How did you feel? Were you scared? Were you defensive? Were you embarrassed? Because you go into survival mode, your primitive brain takes over. And your prefrontal cortex, that's the high-functioning, most complex portion of your brain, that takes a back seat. So now we got the primitive brain in the driver's seat making all the decisions because you are in survival mode. Your ability to learn at a high level is greatly diminished. I, I used to, when I was a principal, I would explain this to my teachers all the time. If you yell, if you raise your voice, all you've done is put up a bunch of barriers and that student is not learning anything. All they've done is go into survival mode and they're just hoping for the best. I hope I survive. When you yell, your team cannot learn anything. Your primitive brain creates an emotional response. And it actually, this is something interesting. Rather than learning, when we yell at people, we're turning things into habit. We turned off the prefrontal cortex. We're now just working on the primitive brain. We're creating habits. And so that's where we see people that habitually get yelled at. Like they just attract those people in their lives and they cower and they just take it. We don't want to subject our teenagers to that. I've talked about, there's a YouTube video. The guy's name is Rourke Denver. He talks about how calm is contagious. And human beings are herd animals. When we can be calm, that's contagious. And other people calm down with us. Uh, that's one of my superpowers. Like People always tell me, man, you have such a calming effect. Yeah, it's because I talk slow and I'm pretty calm myself. And it's just contagious. The hard thing is, crazy is contagious. If you're yelling at your teenager, all it does is escalate the emotional tension between you two. In fact, anyone in the room that hears the yelling, it escalates that emotional tension. It puts them into fight, flight, or freeze. <clears throat> and it spreads from the person yelling to the person being yelled at. And then they're likely to yell back at you. This is their fight response. And it's normal. So I want you to keep this in mind. And guys, remember, have compassion. I, yeah, I've yelled at my kids. I'm not a perfect dad, but I am my kid's perfect dad. And sometimes I yell. And my kids have learned that, oh, man, dad, he doesn't yell as much as he used to. And they understand, man, if I get in trouble, I want to go to dad because he's not going to yell. This is a gift. This is a superpower that you can develop. Okay. So just to review, we've talked about if you want to stop yelling at your teen, stop yelling at yourself. That inner voice that just yells and nags and criticizes. Let's work on helping that be kinder, helping that be more constructive. Okay. The next thing we talked about is why do we yell? It's probably something that we learned from our parents and from other adults. Like we are herd animals. We picked up yelling from our herd. And the last thing we talked about is what does yelling actually do? It triggers the fight, flight, and freeze response. 
So unless we want to fight our teenager and unless we want them to run away or freeze, like give us a deer in the headlights, yelling does no good. It will not help them learn. So I want to give you guys five practical steps or keys that you can use to help you stop yelling. Step number one, I want you to explore the why behind your yelling. Remember, this applies to your inner self-talk. Like, why do you talk to yourself? Why do you yell at yourself in your brain? Like, oh, you're not good enough. You should have done that. Like, really understand that. Why? What's the why behind my yelling? When I explored this for me, I realized that a big reason why I yelled was that that's what I learned from my parents and from other adults in my life. Like, I remember sitting in the principal's office getting yelled at. Like, Dude was at the top of his lungs. His face was turning red. There's veins poking out of his face and his neck. And he was full out yelling. Of course I yell. This is what I learned from my herd. I also understand that I usually yell out of anger. When I'm mad, when I'm scared, that's when I'm more likely to yell. It's because I'm now in fight or flight mode. Oftentimes I yell because I want to control the situation. Oftentimes I yell because I want to control my teenager. I'm trying to control something outside of my control. Okay, so step one, explore the why behind your yelling. Really work to understand why am I doing this? Really start to identify some of the patterns from your past. Now, step two, have compassion for you and your team. I mentioned this earlier. It is 100% okay that you have yelled at your team. And guess what? You're probably going to yell again. That's okay. Have compassion. I promise you, you have always done your best. If you could have done better, you would have. You were just working with the best that you had. And now you're learning new things. You want to be better. That's a powerful place to start. Have love and compassion for yourself and for your team. I promise you and your team are both doing your best. All right. Step three, practice who you want to be when parenting is easy. I've taught you guys about the wheel of life, and this is unique to me. I realize there's other wheel of life teachings that are different, but I talk about how you're either on the top of the wheel, the bottom of the wheel, or somewhere in between. On the top of the wheel, life is going perfect. Life is awesome. On the bottom of the wheel, you're getting run over by the wheel and it kind of sucks and it stinks and it hurts. When I'm talking about practice who you want to be when parenting is easy, we are talking about the top of the wheel. It sounds weird, but I want you to try it. When parenting is easy, your kid, your team comes home with straight A's, they unloaded the dishwasher, they're doing everything. And you're like, wow, things are going really good. That is when I want you to intentionally practice who you want to be, how you want to speak to your team. Practice when things are easy for when things are hard. Understand, okay, when things are hard, I want to speak with kindness, with love, with curiosity, and then practice that while it's easy. This will help you create a new way of being which will create new habits. You're just getting reps in while it's easy. Like we do this in football. All right, guys, we got a big lead. 
these guys aren't as good as the team we are going to play soon. So let's get our second string in. Let's get them some reps against easier competition to help prepare them for when the competition is harder. So step three, practice who you want to be when parenting is easy. And that leads us to step four. Practice who you want to be when parenting is hard. Obviously, this one is harder, but it is so powerful. When parenting is hard, intentionally fall back into what you've practiced when things were easy. Fall back onto some of those habits. Like, okay, when last week when everything was going great, I was calm, I was kind. Fall back on those when your team comes home with an F where you found out they cut school or they did something that you never thought they would do. When parenting is hard, fall back on what you practiced when it was easy. Practice getting anger and fear out of the driver's seat. Remember, we talked about anger and fear. That's your primitive brain going to work. Practice getting your primitive brain out of the driver's seat and put your prefrontal cortex back there. Practice being intentional in that space. Practice intentionally being the parent of your dreams. Really envision who you want to be. Keep that vision in your mind. Identify how you would feel if you were being that. And even though it's hard, practice being that parent. And then step five is use the thought model. Do thought downloads. Use the thought model. Use the be, do, have model. Use these models to explore the thoughts and the feelings that lead to yelling. This is what I did. This is how I know that it's fear, it's anger, and it's shame that lead to me yelling. And the thoughts that lead to the fear are, oh no, what's going to happen if my team does this? What if they ruin their life? Sometimes the thoughts that lead to the shame are, what, what do the neighbors think? What are these people watching think? And that's when I yell and I try and control the situation and I try and control my team. Use the model to understand what's going on. Use it to explore the results that yelling creates in your life. I know for me, when I yell, it puts my team in flight, fight, or freeze mode, and I can't teach them anything. I know that result. So I'm going to take different actions. I'm going to work on my feelings. I'm going to work on not letting fear and shame and anger drive my actions. Use the model to help you practice being intentional. I promise you, you can stop yelling. Your teen will thank you. You will thank you because you're going to stop the inner chatter that's so loud and so critical, but you have the power to do this. Okay, so briefly to review, step one, explore the why behind your yelling. Step two, have compassion for yourself and for your team. Step three, practice being who you want to be when parenting is easy, when you're on the top of the wheel. Step four, practice being who you want to be when parenting is hard and you're on the bottom of the wheel. See how we're practicing? Both places. Easy, hard, we're always practicing. And step three, use the tools that you've learned from me. The self-coaching model, the be-do-have model, the thought download. Use these tools to help you be intentional. All right, guys. 
that is today's podcast. I love you guys. Those of you who are new, thank you for joining me on this podcast. I am on a mission to help parents be the best parent that they can be so that they can be the parent of their dreams and they can parent with confidence and with love and with intention. And if that is something that you would like help with, I want to invite you to join me in the Firmly Founded Parent Membership. The price is getting ready to grow to go up. We have really fine-tuned things. We've made it better than ever, and it's just going to keep on getting better. So if you want to connect with me, if you want regular group coaching, if you want a monthly 25-minute one-on-one coaching session, if you want all the tools to help you be the parent of your dreams, go to firmlyfounded.com slash parent and come join us. I'll see you on the inside. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Impact, Parenting with Perspective. If you found any of this helpful and would like to get some one-on-one help with parenting your team, head over to firmlyfounded.com slash parent and learn more about our parenting membership today. See you guys inside.